Marketing can be an incredible force for good. It can also be complicated and confusing. I'm Erica Mills Barnhart, and I love marketing. On this podcast, I will share everything I know about it with you in the hopes of bringing clarity to the marketing chaos. Motivation is for the mind, inspiration is for the heart, and great marketing has both. So whatever your mission, if you want to make the most of it, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Marketing for Good. This is part three of a three-part series on the little ebook I recently recently released, that's a tongue twister, called Recharge, Energize Employees One Word at a Time. The book lays out three C's for charging your energetic batteries, aka jumpstarting your efforts to get over burnout. Um, in In the last episode, we covered the first C, which was clearing out negative mental clutter. If you haven't listened to that episode, 100% press pause and go listen to that. It's, I think, important context to start there. Actually, you know, go two back. Start. I would, I would listen to these in order. I would. So I would go back two episodes, listen to the first one, then listen to the second one, and then and then and then restart this one. So, but about clearing out mental clutter, the idea is, and I say this in the books, so the struck quote: "You can, you can't connect with purpose if you have an ant infestation going on." That quote makes sense only if you know what type of ants I'm referring to. So go learn what the heckola that's about, you know, experiment with it a little bit, and then come and learn more about um, the last two C's, which we are going to dive into. All so just a couple notes all three C's are dynamics to be managed, not problems to be solved. So, if you're listening to this and you're like, Yay, I can read the short ebook, I you know, I think it's going to take you seven to ten minutes to read it. It's it's a shorty. If you think you're going to read it and be like, Okay, I'm going to do the things one time and then woohoo, recharge batteries. I'm here to tell you that alas, alack, uh, none of these things are one and done, you know. And I, I said in a previous episode, it's like, we are sort of like our cell phones or anything else where we get depleted and we have to recharge and then depleted and recharge. So, but once you're in the mental habit of the three C's, the dynamic becomes much easier to manage and keep going. And that means over time, it is then easier to get and keep your batteries charged. So it occurred to me, well, it didn't occur to me. People have been kind of like, so this is interesting, right? Like this feels like a transition and it is. And in future episodes, I will be talking a lot more about this away from what I talked about in the first of the series, right? Which is that culture each eats um, marketing for, for breakfast or lunch or whatever. Is this a departure for me away from marketing and toward culture? Yeah, it is. But it's still, it's all about how you use words to achieve some sort of goal or end, aspiration, desire that's important to you, right? And so what got me really kind of um, energized (laughs) uh, to make this transition and to write this book, right? Because you know, it's about energizing employees, which isn't something that I, it's work I do a lot with my clients, um, especially my coaching clients. Um, but it's not, I mean, it's extremely facing about it. So here's what really, here's what's driving it to be transparent. One of the biggest costliest challenges organizations face is figuring out how to effectively communicate both internally and then externally, right? So 
I've said it a gajillion times on this podcast, um, external execution, usually marketing, is predicated on internal alignment, right? So this challenge on average, this kind of blew my mind, I have to say, when I learned this, this costs companies with 100 or less employees $420,000 per year, right? $420,000 per year. And for companies with 10,000, or no, sorry, 100,000 employees or more, you know, so these are sort of the Fortune 500, but get this, it costs them $62.4 million per year per company. Holy schmoly. I mean, I'm pretty sure all companies, big and small, can think of ways to strategically invest that. I think about so many of the nonprofits that I've worked with. Good glory. Most of those would fall into that category of, you know, 100 employees or less. Not all, but, you know, many nonprofits fall into that. $420,000 a year. Whoa. And here's the thing, like communication isn't rocket science. But we are clearly stymied by it based on the numbers above. So creating a workplace culture where everyone feels included and inspired because effective communication is the norm. Listen, this is actually super simple, but it requires people to change how they communicate and how they think about communicating. Um, you know, as humans, we love progress and we resist change. So, and, and that's because change equals danger, right? So that resistance is a form of protection by way of our subconscious mind. So you have to make sure people feel safe enough to embrace change and energized enough to make change. And this brings me back to recharge, right? Change takes energy. And if you're going to ask your people to change how they communicate, even if it's, you know, in the idea of this is like very teeny shifts, it's not like, let's overhaul the whole thing. It's like, mm, when I sit down, what's my intention with this email? What's, the, what's a verb, right? That I can start out of the gate, like teeny, teeny shifts. It's still change, right? It's still change. And so you up your odds of the change happening and people being open to it if, they're at, you know not depleted if they're more revved up. So that's why I wrote the ebook, um, which if you haven't already downloaded it, you can just go to klaxomarketing.com backslash recharge and get it and it will automatically land in your inbox. Okay, so the book is sort of a precursor to the bigger shift that I'm hoping more organizations will embrace. Uh, just around the, the shift around, like, how do we think about communications? It's just like eradicating ineffective communications. Because again, it's it's really it's simple. It, this is this is addressable, right? So many of the issues in the world are, you know, we're never going to resolve them really. Um, but this one, this one, you can. It's again, it's a dynamic to be managed. So as new people come into the organization, you need to sort of uh, let them know about these super simple shifts, which I'll talk about more in future episodes. But anyway, that's the backstory, okay? <laughs> this is an effort to counter languishing, pervasive droopiness and despair or something along those lines. Whatever's happening for you. And maybe you're listening and you're like, I'm good. I'm thrilled for you. That's awesome. I'm pretty darn good these days, like in terms of my energy and it took work to get there. So if you're in a good place, awesome. And if you know others um, who aren't, share the book with them, right? Let's let's get everybody to that place. Okay, on to, at long last, the final two C's. C number two is connecting with purpose. C number three, creating momentum. All right, in terms of purpose, 
Listen, according to a 2021 McKenzie report, about 80%-ish of employees want to find meaning in their work and they want their employers to help them create it. Lack of purpose isn't the only reason for the great resignation, of course, but it's a, it's a biggie, right? So, so what's interesting is there's been so much focus on the folks who are leaving the workplace and, you know, rightfully so, but what about the folks who are staying in their jobs? What about their their joy and their happiness? I mean, the the common term is employee satisfaction. And, you know, maybe that is a high bar, you know, a high enough bar these days. Um, But can we set our sights just a little higher, just a little higher? What would it look like if everyone where you worked felt connected to their purpose and connect um, that to what they did every day? That's kind of a game changer. Sounds impossible, right? To like on an everyday basis. And Maybe every day is overstating, but what about a lot of days? But this idea of connecting to purpose actually is pretty straightforward, right? It sounds very existential, but there's actually a simple formula for developing what uh, Dr. Oktar Bacha and I call a purpose statement. And that formula goes like this. Well, let me back up and say, here's the process. And again, this is in the book. So if you're walking or driving or whatever, no need to take notes or memorize. It's all right there. You start by identifying your three core values. Then you identify your top strengths. Then you put it all together. Okay. You combine that with the impact you want to have in a world and you create a purpose statement. We have had, we have done this with thousands of people now um, from all different sectors and walks of life and all the rest of it. And you can do this exercise really effectively in 10 minutes or less. Um, So that is super cool. Then you write like first pass, and then you could play with it. And I'll share with you a bit about how I played with mine and where I landed. But you start with my purpose is X, where X is the impact you want to see or create in the world. Two, Y, this is your values, by Z, how you want to do this by way of your strengths. Okay, so X to Y by Z. Here's a pro tip that is actually not in the book. Pick your verb first. Now, anybody who's followed me for a while is going to be like, of course, she's talking about verbs. Yes, I am talking about verbs. They are energetic superheroes. So play with some verbs. Like what verb represents the change that you want to create in the world? Like your why. Um, And then which one has the energy that reflects the impact, right? That you want to have. Again, we're looking for energetic alignment between your words and actions. So my purpose statement is actually to unleash the power of words. Let's all look surprised together. <laughs> it's short and sweet, right? It doesn't, it doesn't follow that formula. And here's why. When I added in or had a, you know, I started with a full sentence that included my values and my strengths, it just felt energetically off to me, right? Like it, it felt heavier than I wanted um, my purpose statement and my purpose to feel. So, so that's why mine's so short. Um, and I, I, you know, it really guides a lot of my, my everyday decisions, right. Especially professionally, but purpose isn't, it isn't limited to your professional endeavors. Um, it is bigger than that. It is about, you know, your life. So it doesn't follow the formula and it works for me, right. There are examples in the book that follow the formula. Exactly. So know that that is there for you. The verb, the verb is unleash. Now, I played around with a ton of verbs and I'll, you know, unleash feels, it's like a little lofty and there's this teeny, I don't know, this teeny bit of like assertiveness, like I'm going to unleash them, but you know, I work with um, people. So I'm not like saying this is how you should unleash it. It's like, let's do it together. So, and it just, it felt right. I tried a bunch of other stuff and I just kept coming back to it. So that's why I went with it. Okay. So to recap, identify your values, your strengths, a verb, 
then write your purpose um, statement and then play with it until you're like, yep, that feels good. Don't overthink it. Again, let's rely on what your, you know, your body tells you, your gut, your instincts. Cause again, that's like actually a ton of information, way more than your brain will give you. Play with it. Okay. And then, and this is important, create an opportunity for employees, for your team, for your people to connect the dots between their purpose and organizational purpose. So purpose, again, that's about the why behind what you do. If you're like, wait, I thought that was the mission or the vision. I I hear you. This is sort of a a new and evolving construct. Go listen to episode 27. Goes into the purpose of mission, vision, values, and yes, purpose statements. So that might be something um, to explore. Okay. So that's the second C. The third C is create momentum. And you do that through mantras and habits. I'm going to talk mainly about mantras because most folks are on board with creating habits. Um, I'll touch on that at the end, but you know, it's like not controversial. <laughs> Whereas mantras, like if you're listening, you're like, mm, no, Erica, that's way too woo-woo. What is happening for you? I feel you. Mantras do have a woo-woo reputation. And yet they're like based on neuroscience and in previous episodes, you know, the aforementioned universal laws of physics and uh, thermodynamics. And, you know, just like other decidedly non-woo-woo stuff, um, the energy of language, which I cover in the ebook and in the first part of the series, so episode 43, you know, everything, all of that holds true for mantras, just as it does for every other word that you use to communicate. So that's my pitch. That's my mantras are awesome pitch for you. <laughs> so let's, um, Take a look. So let's do this together, right? Just to like get in the groove, the mantra groove. Take a look at something you're facing today that feels tough. And it can be, again, it can be in your personal life or your professional life, even though, of course, it's all just your life. But again, sometimes it's easier to try things out outside of our sort of our professional personas just because it is. So, but pick something that, you know, feels tough regardless of what realm it's coming from because life is just life. What's a word, a single word that can counter that toughness or soften it, you know, or whatever you want to have happen? I'll go first. Today, I have to work on a wide variety of different things. And that's common. I'm sure it's common for you too. Um, for me, switching costs are really tough. Um, and I know this about myself. So, you know, I have, I have to write and record this podcast. I have grading to do. I'm meeting with clients who are at all different stages of what they're doing. So high switching costs there. Um, I'm attending midday a college prep session with my daughter. <laughs> um, and I also really need to do like my PT exercises because I'm still getting over this knee SI joint injury thing, you know, and there's more to the list. But um, for me, that's that's a lot of different things. I, I know that I struggle with this. So and switching for me slows down my momentum. For some folks, they're like, boo, 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 boo. It's like very zingy for them to go between different things. For whatever reason, for me, that's not the case. Um, and so this morning when I was looking at my calendar, I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a lot of switching. What's my mantra going to be? And my mantra for today is swoosh. Not necessarily like the Nike swoosh, right? But we could envision that energy. So each time I transition between something, I say either to myself or out loud, I literally say the word, you know, like, okay, I'm transitioning to this meeting, swoosh. It makes me smile. It softens, like it's kind of playful. So it makes the transitions feel less sticky and more playful. And I I double dog dare you to say the word swoosh out loud, right? It's kind of tough not to get a smile on your face. Go on, 
try it. Do yourself a solid. Um, swoosh. I'm swooshing uh, into wrapping up this episode. <laughs> there are more examples in the book, but I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to share one that was personal and especially one that is a single word because I, you know, there isn't a specific example of that in the ebook. And again, there's a ton of scientificness to back up the energetic power of uh, and effectiveness of mantras. So I'm not going to go into habits here because that's, I mean, in some ways it's a no brainer. Like once you've cleared out mental clutter, negative mental clutter connected with your purpose and you're like creating some momentum through mantras, who doesn't want to put simple systems in place and habits that keep it all going? Um, not you, not me, not your employees. We all want that. So I'll let you go ahead and uh, read more about that in the ebook. And that's a wrap on this series about recharge. The ebook about how to energize your employees. And I say employees, but it's really, it's like any of us, you know, it's just, I've been thinking about how, how much focus there is on the great resignation. And the flip side of that is like, who's still there, right? So, so what can we do for them as well? Although again, this would be helpful for people who are so interestingly, lots of folks are going into the, you know, they're leaving organizations and um, going to work for themselves. So self-employment is um, skyrocketing. And I find that interesting. Let me tell you, somebody who um, has uh, has ventured in those waters of self-employment for a long time, you're going to have to recharge your batteries all the time. Um, in some ways it can, it's not, it's not harder and it's different. So, so good for everybody. I encourage you to try one thing from the options offers in the ebook. Just one, start small, see what happens. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. Try something else, you know, just build from there and then share it with others, right? Let's create an energetic ripple effect. Once folks on your team have like both nostrils above the waterline, uh, then, then turn your attention to other ways that you can use words to communicate effectively and put all that money that's seeping out due to ineffective communications back in your pocket. Yes, um, let's do that. And like I said, I'm going to be talking a lot more about that. I have some kind of exciting news that I will be sharing um, in the not so distant future. So I'm excited about sharing that with you. Um, yeah, give it a go, right? Let's counter ineffective communications. Let's swap in effective communications through like very, very, very simple shifts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and for reading and for doing all you do to make this world, our world, a better place. Never forget you are amazing. Do good, be well, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing for Good podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like more information about Claxon University, how to make more impact in and for your organization, or hiring me to speak or coach, go to klaxonmarketing.com or reach out at info at klaxonmarketing.com. Again, thanks for listening and thanks for making our world a better place.